0: Hello, my name is Conrad Kinch, and this is Send Three and Fourpence, a semi-regular podcast about gaming, books and the law as we shamble, hopefully, towards eternity. This episode of Send Three and Fourpence is about wargaming remotely in the time of coronavirus. Hello and welcome to the next episode of Send Three and Fourpence. I hope you're all keeping well. Now, I know most of us are batting down the hatches at the moment, and it is a bit of a trial, but we're blessed that we have a lot of technology at our disposal. Um, One of the perks, I suppose, of this fascinating modern age in which we live is that we can have friends all over the world, and uh, one of its tragedies is how rarely we get to play war games with them. Now, of course, there are computer games, but to my mind, nothing beats moving toy soldiers around a tabletop. Um, With that... uh, in mind I've started playing war games via video conferencing software. Now what this means is that I set up a game and uh, I then set up my laptop or use my phone to allow a friend to view the battlefield. So I have the board and the figures set up. He gives me his orders and instructions and I move the troops accordingly. If dice need to be rolled I roll them and then report back and then matters pretty much proceed like a, a normal war game. It takes a bit longer, but at the same time, it's better than no game at all. Um, since the COVID nineteen virus has hit us, uh, I've played games against a pal who lives five minutes walk away, and one who lives five thousand miles away in San Francisco. So, uh, it is practical. Uh, you you can do it, and uh, with a bit of practice, it actually gets. Uh, you can you can actually get a game in in uh, relatively short order. Now, just to deal with the technical stuff for a second, there are dozens of ways of doing video conferencing. So I'm only going to actually refer to the ones that I've I've used to play games with. Um, These are Google Hangouts using my laptop, FaceTime using my iPhone. Um, WhatsApp also does video and so does Facebook. Um, So a lot of the tips that I've picked up will transfer to any uh, video conferencing software. Um, Just one very important note, regardless of what kind of device you're using to video conference, I would check to make sure that you know exactly how much a video call is going to cost you. Um, I've unlimited data on my phone and on my home Wi-Fi network, so this isn't an issue for me. But if you do have a low data cap with your internet service provider or your um, phone service provider, it's possible that a video call could end up costing you a lot of money. So if you've any doubt on that, check first. Um... With regards to using your phone, there's a first. Uh, there's a few things to be aware of. Firstly, FaceTime just eats battery. Um, so charge your phone before initiating the call. Um, because there's nothing more annoying than having to halt the game because your phone's lost power. Secondly, be prepared to hold your phone for about an hour or so. Um, unless you've got some sort of tripod or stand or something you're going to be moving the camera around to make sure that your opponent has a good view so best be prepared for that and if possible have a spot where you can rest it otherwise you're going to end up with very tired arms um now this is best for moments when you're taking your own turn and you need your hands free to move the, the the figures um and lastly it may be a good idea to flip the camera once the call starts um FaceTime automatically activates the camera over the screen so that you know you're looking at uh, you're looking at the person you're talking to you're looking at their face. Um when you're actually playing the game it's the forward facing camera is almost always better than the uh, than the um back facing camera. So I would double check and then just switch to whichever if your if your phone has a forward and a back facing camera I would check to see which one was better and use those um with regard uh, now looking at google hangouts depending on what kind of smartphone you have if you have a smartphone you can probably download google hangouts from the app store um this should allow you to use hangouts or for example facebook video in a very similar way to facetime as i uh described um but i actually prefer having done both having both used my phone and my laptop I prefer to use um, my laptop that's because the laptop camera that I have is better than my iPhone camera and the battery life is longer it's easier to set up the laptop so that my uh, opponent has a good view of the board um, but it, and it also leaves my my hands free to move the troops and so forth one other issue uh, if you are using your phone um, to war game is that it's very easy to jerk your phone around with the result that the poor chap on, on the on the other end is seeing something a bit like Black Hawk Down which makes for a great movie but it's very hard to tell what's going on. Um, so uh, if you're using Hangouts you'll obviously both need gmail addresses if you don't have one already you'll need to create one. Facebook Video uses their chat software Messenger and it works in pretty much the same way. There, if you have a look on YouTube, there are plenty of tutorials online about how to, to set that up. Um, but once you have a working video connection, it's much like playing any other war game. Um, but as Klaus said of war, everything in war is simple, but the simplest things are difficult. Playing via video is a bit like that. There are going to be delays and hang-ups and technical problems, so even quite a simple game can be tricky. I've played a couple of dozen games uh, via video over the last few years, either because of the COVID-19 uh, lockdown or when I wanted to play games with friends of mine who live far away. Um, so I have a bit of experience with this and I've come to some conclusions about how you can make things run a little bit more s- smoothly um so firstly the five p's uh a former sergeant of mine was very fond of saying prior preparation prevents piss poor performance anything regardless of how simple becomes more difficult or awkward once you're trying to do it over a video link so try and account for that do everything you possibly can to prepare for the game before you start so set up the board in advance deploy the troops in advance if you can Make sure that you have everything you need for the game to hand. That's your dice, your rulers, any counters, anything else like that. Just before you start the call, that will minimise the amount of time that your your opponent is going to have to watch you fannying about, you know, because you've forgotten something. And it's not much fun for them. Um, it's not much fun for you either. But uh, it just sort of maximizes the amount of time that you uh, you actually uh, get of play, um, which is what we're here for, really. Uh, number two, think about camera position. If you're using FaceTime or a smartphone-based app, you're probably going to be holding the phone. If you're using a laptop mounted or external webcam, think about where you can put the camera. When we first started playing remote games, I made the mistake of putting the camera on the table. Um, I had this idea that oh, I I could put the the, the camera where the 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 army's general is, and that he he could view from 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 that uh viewpoint. Unfortunately, the focal distances of most cameras make it virtually impossible to um get a good crisp image of something that's that close to the camera. Um, particularly if it's small like a toy soldier. So while it's a nice idea, it's not really practical. Um, I found a little way back, and ideally a foot or so above the level of the table gives the best field of vision. So, but don't be afraid to move the camera to give your opponent a better view if something's sort of particularly naughty or confused. Um, and the other thing I would bear in mind is try and move the camera so that the board takes up almost all of the screen it, so long as your microphone is working and you can talk to each other there isn 't really any need for your opponent to be able to see you and because the the pieces the the, the war games figures are probably going to be quite small and quite hard to distinguish on, uh, on a on a screen, particularly if depending on the quality of your camera you should probably try and make that image as big as you can for your opponent um so try and angle the camera so that it is looking at the board it's taking in as much of the board as possible um so you know you don't need to to see um the the the, the wall behind it if you can if you can angle the camera down to <coughs> take in more of the board and um, Another thing is that if you're holding the camera in your hand rather than using a tripod or something similar, try and use slow and smooth movements when you're moving the camera um, because uh, if you don't, you're just going to give your uh, the, the, the chap on the other end of the line vertigo and it's not going to contribute poz- uh, anything positive to proceedings. Um, it's going to look a bit like uh, you know the head cameras in Aliens, when uh, everything, uh, everything goes west, there's just going to be a lot of jerky images and um, you're not going to be able to progress the game. Rolling dice. Number three, rolling dice. Um, there's a couple of ways of doing this, depending on how much die rolling your preferred rule set calls for. So you can either roll the, uh, roll the dice yourself in front of the camera or you can use an online dice roller wizards of the coast have an excellent one i think google has a um has one built in but a, a quick search will find uh, a uh die roller that you can you can use either for multiple polyhedral dice so from d4 to d20 or uh, a d a uh, d6 rolls generally speaking in my games we just work on a basis of trust i roll my dice and tell the my my opponent the result and equally my opponent rolls his dice and tells me what happens i don't play games with anyone i wouldn't have a point with so if you don't trust someone to roll their own dice i suppose you should probably find a new opponent but you know your mileage may vary uh number four start small I cannot emphasize this enough. It may seem obvious, but smaller games take less time than big ones. And at least when when you're first getting used to playing a game remotely, it's best to finish the game in a single sitting. Now I'm blessed in that I have a permanent war games room where I can leave games set up so they can be played over several sessions, but not everybody's that lucky. So a small skirmish game played on a tray or a small board that can be picked up and moved around is a good start um the lads over at the winter of 79 blog that's uh winter of 79.blogspot.ie regularly play small skirmish games remotely and their battle reports make for gripping reading if you want to uh if you've any interest in remote gaming particularly remote skirmish gaming i would urge you to have a look at their blog and obviously i'll put that link in the in the show notes um i would also recommend ross mcfarland's um battle game of the month blog which uh has a section on remote games um i won't read out the url here because it's quite long but i will put it in the show notes ross lives in the wilds of canada and you know is 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 uh basically a backwoodsman rarely faces an opponent face to face apart from you know wrestling the odd bear and uh you know uh, punching moose but uh, Ross's blog shows several remote games in action, and it's well worth a look. Um, but uh, Ross tends to play sort of battle games rather than skirmish games. So they're they're um, they're a bit bigger than the stuff uh, that the Winter of '79 lads play. Um, so you can actually, if you have a look at those blogs, you can actually get a an idea of how to approach different types of games. Um, and the battle reports themselves are quite good reading. Number five, brief your opponent. Um, if there are any briefing or scenario notes, email them to your opponent in advance. I always try and make sure that my opponent has, has the map a day or so uh, before the game so that he can familiarize with himself with the layout, ask any questions and ideally do his deployment beforehand. This saves precious time, uh, in gameplay because you never know when someone's going to call you or one of the kids is going to wander in or something like that so it, it it helps you make best use of your time it also levels the playing field so that your opponent has a good idea of what's going on as you do um because bear in mind you're looking at the board directly and he's probably looking uh, at it through a camera uh through a screen and it, the, the picture simply isn't as good also, you should take a leaf from Kurt Vonnegut's advice to young writers on how to write a good short story. Start as close to the end as possible. If there's some sort of housekeeping that has to happen at the beginning of the game, like uh, AK-47's pre-game political chart or placing jumping off points in Chain of Command, get that done in advance. Try and do it over email if you can. Deployment is really something you should be able to handle um, unless you're playing a very small game before going live on video. Um, lastly keep the table clear and be patient Um, war games tables have a terrible habit of attracting bottles crisp wrappers all the other bits and pieces these are unsightly in a normal game but have the added disadvantage in a remote game of cluttering up your opponent's view remember that your opponent is watching a game on a screen and probably not a very big one and won't have the same appreciation of the situation as you do Therefore, be as patient as you can, refer to landmarks on the board when giving directions, and be forgiving when things get confused. I found with a bit of practice, players will get better at reading a board remotely, um, but I found that it helps to stick a couple of clear landmarks on the table to help... Uh, your opponent get his bearings. Um, during one of my uh, World War II games, I added two lines of telephone poles, these these cheap um, model railway ones that I picked up for a few quid, and used those to break the table into three different zones. So we had the le- the left, the centre, and the right. And my opponent could use those to orientate himself or when he was giving me directions when he wanted his figures moved. Now, it's also worth having mutually agreed cardinal points for this so that you agree which way is east west north etc because it saves a lot of time you know going no 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 no. you're left um now this brings me to my last point and one that i think should probably go without saying though i normally play gridded war games it doesn't so it doesn't normally apply very often um when moving your opponent's troops or measuring and shooting or what have you, I would err on the side of ger- generosity. Likewise, I think it would be better if the host player takes on the weaker side as having to ha- take deal with the disadvantage of having the smaller force and not having a great view of the board is probably imposing a little too much on your opponent's uh, good nature. So, I mean, it's very simple, really. I mean, sort of try and act like a gentleman and... Uh, uh things will progress uh, fairly smoothly um this is you know these aren't uh, carved in stone or anything like that they're just uh, what i've uh, some pointers i've picked up from experience uh, over the last few years of playing games over over video um i hope uh both you and yours are keeping well and uh you you're, you're uh, sticking together and um keeping your chins up at this difficult time. And uh, hopefully I'll catch you on the next one. Take care and God bless. You have been listening to Send Three Informants, a semi-regular podcast about gaming, books, and the law. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share, like, and subscribe. And most importantly, tell your friends that you liked it. And, if you didn't like this podcast, please like, share, and subscribe, and most importantly, tell your friends that you liked it. Thank you, and goodbye.